This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. We're going to speak about the This is what stood for our fathers and for us, for our forefathers and for us. That it's not just one person who has come up upon us, risen up against us to destroy us. The Malvin says that this refers to the promise that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave Avram Binu, which is mentioned in the previous paragraph, the Bris Benibisarim, as we call it, right? In Parshish Lech Lecha. This promise gave our father, our forefathers, and our fathers, etc., the courage to stand up in the moments that they suffered and everything bad that happened to them, right? And recognize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was in charge of it. And it's the actualization of that promise, that's the idea that the Malvim says, that allowed them to be redeemed from everything that happened to them. So this helps us all, right? In difficult times, we rely on the promise that HaKadosh Baruch Hu made to Avram Binu, that everything's going to be okay. We're going to see a Yeshua from our enemies. Everything's going to be okay. That's how it says, That promise that Avram Binu was given stood for our fathers and for us itself. The Briskarov says this as well. Although we no longer have schus avos, that's a Gemara in Shabbos, right? Bris Avos remains with us. It's in Shabbos, Tafnun, Hayam, and Aleph. We have the Bris of the Avos. That Bris of the Avos is referring to the Bris Benevisarm. That's what the Balagada is referring to. However, Rav Yaakov Perlo, the Nova Mitzvah Rebbe, and the Malvim himself says that seems a little bit strange. We, it, it might be true that Avramin was promised that we would be saved from our goals, but that seems to only refer to what happened in Mitzrayim. This is not a promise forever. It's not a promise that we'll always be taken out of the Bris Benevisarm was that you'll be taken out of that goals in Mitzrayim, seemingly. Now, according to the Medrash, it could be it's referring to every Gullus, etc., but it seems to only be referring to that, not referring to the Gullus in the future. So the Malbim says his opinion is, is that something different. This line is referring to something else. It's difficult to say it's referring to whatever. Instead, he's referring to the bris mentioned in Parshas Bechukosai, where it says, even when they are in the land of their enemies, lo ma'astim blo ge'altim, will not be despised by them, I won't be disgusted with them to the point where I will destroy them. That's the bris. No matter what happens to us, no matter what we've done, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling us, I will never despise you. And he Even though every nation has the right to get up against us, because we've sinned, we've done things that are wrong. But this stands for us, says the Malbim, our ability to listen to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu would never despise us. And maybe that's the Machlokas within the Malbim on what the wording of the He Shamda is. Some say it's not the He Shamda, it's he sha'amda. If it's vehi sha'amda, then it's going in the previous paragraph. It's going in the paragraph before that's talking about the Brisbane of Sarm by Avramidu. Vehi sha'amda. And that stands for us. But if it's he sha'amda, it's a brand new bris. There was a bris that a Baruch gave us, not just Avramidu, but to B'nai Yisrael as a whole through the Tokacha, right? That's mentioned in Parshat Bukhukosai, that we should know that a Baruch is going to be with us. And that's the gears of the Rambam in the Frankel edition. It's he sha'amda, not vehi sha'amda. Now, Vilna Gon says that this promise that Baruch who's going to say this is not something that's reliant on what we've done, on the schus that we've had. It's on the schus of our forefathers up until this day. Meaning, it's not necessarily the bris, it's the schus of the avos. And even though the Gemara seems to say that it's gone, that there is none left, nonetheless, there might be something here that this refers to. By Ashkenazim, we say ava rabba in the morning and avas olam in the evening. And I recognize many Sephardim say avas olam by both, right? But nonetheless, we say ava rabba in the morning and avas olam in the evening. The difference between them, says the Gra, is that in the morning, a time of geula, a time when we can see everything in front of us, we feel a great love for HaKadosh Baruch Hu within us, etc., which comes 
ourselves from our own merits, the things that we've done. That's an avarabba because we also have done things that are great. On the other hand, when things are not looking so great, we say avas olam. It's an ava that's lasted forever, that's been there the entire time, relying on the great merits that they've done, that our forefathers have done, even though we don't deserve it. Nonetheless, no matter which one it is, HaKadosh Baruch HaMatzalim By the way, that could be why Sfardim say avas olam by both. They don't believe in their own tzchuyos. It's possible that they mamish believe that they don't have enough, and therefore we can't rely on our own, the avarabba that HaKadosh Baruch gives us, so it's avasolam by both. This is the machlokis in the Gemara. It's a discussion in the Gemara. If you say avarabba or avasolam, right, it could be based on this idea. According to the Grad, that would be the idea behind it. And that's HaKadosh Baruch which refers to both chesed, that's baruch, and din, that's kadosh, that HaKadosh Baruch is with us no matter what happens, whether there's good or bad. The Vilna Gon says HaKadosh Baruch is with us no matter what. That's how the Grad puts it. The Lubavitcher Rebbe says in one of his Sichos, he quotes the Arizal, who says, Vihi represents our inner faith. In HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The faith that's within us, that's the pintle yid, I guess you can call it, inside. The difference between this and what we set up above might be that we have faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he has faith back in us. As the famous Baal Shem Tov, Hashem Tzilcha, Hashem is like your shadow. Whatever you do, HaKadosh Baruch Hu mirrors, so to speak, and does it right back at you. It could be it's the same exact way. If we show our faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Amun and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then Hashem gives it right back to us. And therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us a promise to redeem us when we show that we believe in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If I know HaKadosh Baruch Hu Matzilenu Miyadam, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu will save us from their hands. That's the idea behind it, the, the concept behind it. Baruch Tam, this Baruch Frankel to Umen, says how one could argue that our Gullus is the worst Chil Hashem that one could possibly make. The other nations think Hashem's not with us. If Hashem was with us, they wouldn't be able to do anything. It must be that we're not truly a nation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that's that. So how could this stand for us and allow us to survive. So the, the, the Baruch Franco, the Baruch Tom says just the opposite. The fact that the nations have fought us again and again and have not been able to defeat us proves beyond a doubt that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is with us. We have survived everything. No matter what they've thrown at us, everything that they've thrown at us, we have survived it. That's Vihisha Amda. It's almost like people ask, you know, well, what is the greatest proof that the Bnei Yisrael got the Torah, that we're the chosen nation, that we spoke to God at Harsinai? The greatest proof is that you're standing here and that we're still learning Torah. It's been 3,300 years since that time. 3,334 3, years, in fact, since we had the Torah. Right? 3,334 years. And yet we're still, we're still in the position where we can learn and we've been doing it for so many years. That Mesorah lasting for this long is beyond anything in this world. There's nothing like it. That's the greatest proof. The fact that we're here and we're able to survive. So instead of saying it's a Chilol Hashem that we went into Gullus and that the nations are ruling over us, it's a Kiddush Hashem that they can't destroy us no matter what they do. Because Omdim Aleinu Lechalosinu and HaKadosh Baruch Hu Miyadam, we know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is on our side and helping us. And that's something that's huge. On the night of Amuna, on the Leila Dim Nusa, that night, right? That, that's a huge night to be able to think of that idea over there. Now, the Chassan Sofer, not the Chassam Sofer, this is the Chassam Sofer's great grandson, the Chatan Sofer, used to say, it's in Haggadah Siach Yitzchak, that it's one thing to tell over a story and you tell somebody over something, right? And you show him right, what you're talking about. Meaning if you say like, and here's the item of that story, then everybody's like, wow, he has it on him? That's amazing. I remember one time I talked about, uh, I talked about doing Shiloh Hakan, right? And I said like, if you believe it's going to happen, you're going to get it. And I brought out the egg that I just did Shiloh Hakan with. And I, it was 
it's an unbelievable thing because he did it. Unfortunately, that egg didn't make it. I was walking across the street and it, sm- it was like a bus was coming. It was an artisanal and it smashed in my pocket. I had egg yolk all over the bag. So I took a picture of it to remind myself that don't run with eggs. That was one. I did get another one though because I said I wanted another one, but I let somebody else do it because they needed children or whatever. They did. They had a child right after. It's a great story. Yeah. All right. And there was a different one that you hid in your chopped liver? The chopped liver. No, I never did that. No, that's a weird story. I thought you said this. That was the other species. Okay. Like the weird one. Okay. That's not me. Okay? But it's okay. You can get us two mixed up. I'm just, I'm the good looking one. So now, so the Hassan Sofer said exactly that idea. If we tell others that Paro enslaved us and took us in and whatever and did everything, killed our children, drowned the babies in the water, bathed in their blood, if we tell over these stories, everyone's going to be like, yeah, 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 whatever. There's no way that happened to you and there's no way that you were actually slaves. Look at you guys. The Jews are like this. But now they can believe us. Because they see what happens to us in every generation. A person who doesn't believe the Holocaust existed just 70 years ago, right? If you know the Holocaust happened, then you know that we could have been enslaved in Mitzrayim. So we can say, since it happens every single year and it's in front of our eyes, even in the most cultured times, by the most cultured nations, they're the ones who are doing this. The highest of the high, the most liberal of liberals, they're the ones who take that Judaism, if they're able to do that, then we're able to understand, okay, I get it. I really, I really get it. And I don't mean anti-Semitism in like 2022. Sometimes anti-Semitism gets a little confusing because the definition seems to be like anytime somebody looks at a Jew, you're just like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> like, I, that's not it. I mean like destroying businesses and killing people, which has happened very, very recently in the past. Thank God, not in America within the last 70 years. And even now, it happened. It's not, it's not like it's not happening in other countries. Look at our Israel with the Palestinians. It's a very, very difficult situation to be in. When we see that other nations can do this, we understand, right, that this could could be very well over. This could have happened before, and that Paro could have enslaved us, and it could have, and people could have helped them, and people would have been on his side. That's the concept, and that's what this paragraph is saying. It's allowing us to believe that if it happened once, it can happen again, and not just it's happening again, but it happened once. That's the idea behind it. That we can say all over, over and over and over again, right? That miracles will happen. That a Baruch Hu will be able to save us. The Miamloi says it's possible that in every generation, a Baruch Hu allows it to happen in order to allow us to continue to believe that it could happen. That we don't have any shock of looking at what happened in Mitzrayim. So we're like, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. We've been through something like that. That's how the Miyam always puts it. Dr. Moshe Rothschild was once driving with Yosef Shlomo Kahanim in the Panovich Rav. He was driving him in Rome, driving him around Rome. During the drive, the Rav repeated over and over in Yiddish, obviously. But he said, I'm going to settle the score with him once and for all. But he had no idea what he was talking about. Settle the score with who? Right? As they were going through Rome, they passed by the Arch of Titus. Sort of the Panovich Rav asked to pull over to the side of the road. He got out of the car and he walked over to the, the Arch of Titus that shows Titus on his way back from Yerushalayim holding the menorah right in his hand. And he yelled out loud. He said, Titus, 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 he called out loud. 2,000 years ago, you tried to wipe the Jewish nation off the earth. No one knows about you anymore. No one, nothing is left of you. No one cares about you. Your philosophy, your dynasty, it's completely gone. But I live in Ben Abrak. And I have hundreds of students learning in my yeshiva, which thrives. Thousands of other yeshivas throughout the world with people learning Torah. You've been forgotten. You've chosen poorly, and we won. 
That's absolutely unbelievable. And that's really what this whole idea of a Yishamda is all about. It's about us being able to say to, to our enemies, look, you've chosen poorly. We're able to do this. And Alinu Shavach, page 547, a Holocaust survivor named Yona Emanuel was speaking at the bris of one of his grandchildren. He said the following. He said, I never told anyone this. I never told this story. Not my wife, not my children, right? I was unable to. For the first time in my life, I can do it now at this bris. On the morning before Pesach in 1945, I left for hard labor in the Bergen-Belsen camp, right, as I'd done every day for the past two years, two years using Bergen-Belsen. Bergen-Belsen was a different type of camp. It was not a camp of death. It was a camp of work. It was, an, it was a good work camp. They needed people working. So they didn't kill people they needed. So I came back that night extremely exhausted. That was the night of Pesach, right? Lel Pesach. I was 19 years old. My father, three of my siblings, two brothers and a sister had already died at the hand of the Nazis in Shimon. I went straight to my mother, who was very ill, right? Very ill in bed. So I sat next to her and began to read the Agada by heart. We had no wine. We had no matzah. We had no Agada. Right? But there was an abundance of mar, a lot of bitter herbs, bitter everything, just in our hearts. So I read to Mother, not knowing if she was able to listen to me or not. When I got to the bracha of the geula, the geula of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's ga'alnu, etc., I began to doubt if it would ever happen. I said, would HaKadosh Baruch Hu really come to our aid this time? Would HaKadosh Baruch Hu really be matzi linami yadam? How could that possibly, can I really rejoice next year in freedom? I burst into tears and I couldn't finish the Agada. I stopped right there. I stopped where I was, and that was that. But I stand today at the bris of my grandson in Eretz Yisrael with three siblings, seven children, and be a sandik at the bris of my grandson. Had I been able to imagine any of that, I would have, I would have been able to complete my Eden Dagada. And that's something that we always have to remember. Yes, there are times where we look at it and we say, there's no way out. There's no way. There's no way. And that's an understandable announcement, especially somebody who's been through the Holocaust. But just think, this is 1945. Just a few months later, he was saved, he was redeemed. That takes just a little bit, and maybe, 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 that extra step will allow us to see the freedom that we really need. The Sefer Siach Yitzchok says in his sitter, the geula from Egypt was the shorish for all their future geulas. And therefore the word behi refers to this geula. This geula is what allows us to be saved in every generation. We should have nothing to worry about. That's behi she'amda. The Torah Chaim says there are certainly times where it seems that the nations around us do not want to kill us, and are in fact helping us. It seems like they're on our side. In America, it's pretty much been that way. Thank God, we have not really had the issues that we've had in every other nation up until there. And it seems that they're offering, offering us patience and fin- financial help, and we seem to be involved. There are Jews involved in everything, in politics, in finances, right? Movies, everything. We seem to be involved in everything that's out there. But there's a halacha, says Torah Chaim, this Reb Chaim Knievsky. He said, Esav sone as Yaakov. Esav hates Yaakov. And even if it doesn't seem that way, they are. They're standing against us to destroy us. Go and see what happened to Yaakov Inu and Lovan Arami. And that's Seulamad. What Mabikesh Lovan Arami Lasos Yaakov Inu. What did Lovan Arami want to do to Yaakov Inu? You think to yourself, there couldn't be anything bad. Look, Lovan seemed like he was innocent. He was trying to help. He was doing everything. But it's not. It's not so. On the outside, he may have seemed innocent. On the outside, he may have seemed like he wanted to help. But the Bala Gada tells us, Lovan Bikesh Lakor Esakol. Lovan wanted to destroy everyone. Even when hugging and kissing his nephew, he wanted to destroy everything. The same is true in every generation, whether we recognize it or not, whether we're there or not, whether we see it or not, everything is there. And sometimes, unfortunately, 
it seems to be a little bit different. Rav Yitzchak Sender says in his Agada, Rav Sender was one of the Rosh Yeshiva at Skoki Yeshiva. I had the privilege of sitting right next to him in Skoki Yeshiva. It was amazing, absolutely amazing. He sat right next to me when I, when I, when on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. He was only there for, the, for four years, but I, 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 I can only say he's one of the only tzaddikim that I mamish have, only, have sat next to. I saw him daven the Ila for three hours once. We finished Marev, we finished Kiddush Levonic. He was still in the middle of Ne'ila, Shmona Estray. Shimon Astray. <laughs> it wasn't a joke. He was 78, 79 years old at the time. St- stood up the whole... I just... I, 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 unbelievable. Resender says, Shalo Echod Bilvad does not mean, not only mean, that it's not just one person who comes up against us. Shalo Echod Bilvad means they don't destroy us in the same way. Sometimes the nations come against us with hatred. And sometimes, which could be even worse, they come up against us with love. And that could be even worse. When they use love and friendship to destroy us by intermarrying and causing us to be friends with them and allowing their culture to be inculcated within ours, that's the problem. That is the problem over here. We have to be careful of each way of the nations so we don't end up being destroyed by them. That's how Rosendra puts it. And I think that's the scariest thing because there are some times where Esachiv, but there are other times where it's Esav. The Esav I know how to stay away from. The Achiv, I'm not always so sure I know how to stay away from. That's a very difficult thing to know and to know what to do. This Sefer Yetzirah that I brought in the Reish Lamed Ches Perushim Agada, 238 different Perushim in Agada, says the word Vihi could be a reference to the Shechina, called the Kala by the Zohar. A mushal is given where the prince sins badly enough that the king decides to exile him from the kingdom. You don't deserve to be here anymore. So he says to the prince, get out. I don't want you here anymore. The queen runs to the king, begs him to reconsider, begs him and says, please, pleads with him. So he tells her, you should go with him. If you're with him, I'm going to call you back. And when I call you back, you'll bring the prince back. If I don't let you go with him, she says to the queen, then I might forget about him altogether. That's the concept of the Shekhinah being with Klau Yisrael. That shouldn't have been that hard of a mashal. I think you guys figured that one out, right? Ben Yisrael and Gullus is the prince, Kadosh Baruch king. And the queen was a random lion. No, no, no. You got it. You got it, right? Okay, good. That's that. That's the idea of Yimo Anochi B'Tzara, that HaKadosh Baruch is with us in this Tzara, and therefore HaKadosh Baruch The word Behi is in feminine form, and that hints to the great Jewish women who have been able to save Klal Yisrael throughout our existence, that they've been able to do everything, that they've been able to keep up the home. We left in the year 210 when we were in Mitzrayim because of the women of Mitzrayim. That skus allowed us to be saved during Purim, through Esther, obviously, and Hanukkah, through Yehudas killing Halifornis, right? It's true in the future as well. Zohar chasto yvamunaso leves Yisrael. He will remember his chesed is a muna to base Yisrael, not B'nai Yisrael, notice. Base Yisrael, to the women who take care of the homes of B'nai Yisrael. They're the lifeblood that allows the home to work, the children to be, have the proper chinuch, to be able to do what they need to do. That's what every wife is. That's what every woman is. And that's what you could say, vihi sha'amda. This is the sacrifice, the greatness of the women, the vihi, not vihu, vihi, that allows the Jewish nation to survive up until now. That's a great shot. Rav Yaakov Perlo, again, the Novimitzk Rabbi says, if this is the night of Sipriyotiyas Mitzrayim, why do we mention that HaKadosh Baruch is going to help us in the future? Why even mention that? 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu Matzilin Miyadam. Just say that HaKadosh Baruch Hu saved us in the past because it's all about Mitzrayim. It's not about the future. It should focus on that, on that part, on Mitzrayim itself, not anything else. There's a famous Ramban at the end of Parsha's bow. He says, and I'm going to read it in English over here. I, I was going to put the whole thing down, but from the huge, famous miracles that our nation has gone through, like Kriyas Yamsuf, for example, a person will come to realize that there are hidden miracles that HaKadosh Baruch Hu does for us as well, right? Which is the foundation of the entire Torah to recognize that everything is truly from Hashem. A person does not have a share, he says, doesn't have a chilek, betoras Moshe Rabbeinu, until he believes that everything that happens in his life is truly from Hashem and miraculous. It's a miracle. There is no such thing as a natural occurrence or something that happens naturally, the way of the world. It's true for the Rabbim and it's true for the Yachid as well. So the main focus of the Seder night is based on this Ramban, right? The idea of there is no nature. Everything is truly from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Don't think that this is a one-time occurrence that just happened and that HaKadosh Baruch Hu allowed himself to be seen. It's true for Nisim Gluyim, outright miracles, this is the only time that we've really experienced it. There were no other Nisim Gluyim. And I know somebody might call, call out Yoshua with the Barad falling from the sky and the sun standing in the middle of the sky. I hear that. I hear that. That might be close. That might be close when they're going into Eretz and whatever it is. But other than that, everything else seemed to be clothed in nature. Yes, 300 people from Gidon were able to defeat an entire nation. Yes, Yehonasan was able to go into the nation and destroy them. Yeah, Sancheriv's army was wiped out by a Malach. All of that can be explained through plague, through this, through that, the other. There's something that you could do naturally. But Kriyas Yamsuf, the Makos, were impossible to explain in any other way. There's nothing you could do. Velikovsky aside, the crazy, crazy atheist Jew who said that all the Makos are based on Kriyas Yamsuf was based on something natural that happened, an idiot. No, everything that we have when it comes to this was a nace gully. There's no other way to explain it. That's the focus. That if that happened then, then everything in our lives should be the same way. That's the idea behind it. When we believe and understand that, we've accomplished the mission of the Seder, what the Seder represents. Maybe that's why we have a minute to have Sudas Esther on the second day of Pesach. Does anybody know that? Because that's technically when Sudas Esther was there. We do something for Esther because there was no holiday that represents Nisim Nistarim more than Purim. And therefore, after we do the Seder, Esther is involved, so to speak. Someone on the first day, second day, right? Through the night of Pesach, we can appreciate the night, the day of Purim. The concept of what happened by Purim, the Nes Nisr that was over there. Panide party, remember, guys, by the way, because the, the pseudos that Esther made, pseudo number one and pseudo number two, was the first night of Pesach and the second night of Pesach, right? Because that's when it all happened. The war was on Yud Gimel Adar, Yud Dalet Adar, etc., right? But everything else was, right, on Pesach itself. Panine Parde says, Vihi is 22 for the 22 letters of the Torah. It's the schus of the Torah that we're taking out of Mitzrayim. Vihi Sha'amda is the Gematria 441, which is MS. That HaKadosh Baruch will do what he says, he promises it's going to happen, and therefore we know it's going to work out. That's what Amda Lavo Seinu Velanu. It's the 22 letters of the Torah, the fact that we keep Torah, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu's MS is what allows us to survive. Others say that Vihi stands for Famously, Vav Sidre Mishnah, the six Sidre Siddharma Mishnais, Hey Chum Torah, the five books of Torah, Yud Adibros, the Asaras Adibros, and Aleph for Amuna. It's Vihi that allows us to last so long throughout our exile. Vihi Shamdi. Have you heard that before? I don't know who the author of that is. I don't know what that originally was said. 
but it's a great vort. It is a really, really good vort. The Marshal says in Yeriah Shlomo, there's a bracha inherent in our goals. HaKadosh Baruch divided up all of his gezeros, right, uh, rose throughout the generations so we wouldn't have all of the tsar at one time because that would destroy us. HaKadosh Baruch instead spread it out so we'd be able to survive each one and it'll be that way. That's what he says there. On the other hand, Rav Wolfson, in his, in his Haggadah, it's Yesi Yifsach, he says in the future we are told wonders will happen that will rival what happened in Mitzrayim itself. And that's the other time there will be Nisim Gluyim and the times of Mashiach itself. Just like we see HaKadosh Baruch fulfilled his promise in Egypt, so too he's going to do the future as well. And that's what we're trying to say and that's our Chizuk. So in other words, even though we said before, the Novo Mitzvah Rabbah said, why even bother to bring this up? Isn't it about the past and not about the future? You're right, says Revolson. But since we know it happened in the future, it will happen in the future, we also know what happened in the past. Or I guess you could say, if you know what happened in the past, then you know it's going to happen in the future. Just like we weren't worthy back then, the same will probably be true in the future as well. Will be the status of nukva, weaker, bihi sha'amda, so to speak. And therefore represented by that line, sholecha bavad, there won't be any achtos between us and a Kaddish Baruch who will have to be matzleinu miyadam in order to make that happen. Why do we raise a cup of wine while saying these words? Why do we pick up the cup of wine and say bihi sha'amda? Where does that come from? So if Sender quotes the Meshachachma, we all know that the four cups represent the four Lashonas Agula, right? But why wine? Fine, I understand that. But why wine? Why, why are we using wine over anything else? He says, because wine is what separates us from every other nation. We're forbidden to drink wine with other non-Jews. Even a non-Jew touching our wine, we know we're supposed to throw it out unless it's pasteurized wine, right? We're not allowed to drink that wine. The schus of staying away from the other nations, staying away from them, and especially in the time, their names, their clothing, their language, keeping away from everything that the Egyptians represented, that's what allowed us to be saved. That's why we raised the wine. Because we show this is something we stay away from. We don't hang out with them. We don't have anything to do with that. We kept ourselves away from all those nations. We're distinct, even in Gullus. So that's what Rav Sender says, based on the Meshachachma. The Divrei Chaim of Sons, Rav Naftali of Rapshit says the exact same thing. Halekach Valibuv adds on to this. This is uh, Rav Shur, Rav Ram Shur. He says, we praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu, has allowed us to be separate from the other nations. That Shmir started in Mitzrayim and it goes on today. The word Matzileinu could even be, it represents Hafrosha and Havdala. Vayatzel Elohim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu separated us. We've been separated. And for that reason, wine is different. I don't know if this is true nowadays, but it's certainly was true back in the day. Wine cannot be grafted with any other plants. You can't use it. The same way you could take an apple tree and move it together with another tree and make another type of hybrid type of plant. You can use oranges and you make it with etc. Right? You can make tangerines, you can make clementines, etc. Those are all hybrid plants. But when it comes to wine, you can't do anything. There is nothing that is. You can take a grapevine and put it by a tree. It's not going to happen. You can take a tree and put it by a grapevine. Grapevines are extremely unique in that way that they cannot be grafted. And again, I don't know if that's totally true. Nowadays, you need somebody who knows plants well. I don't, I don't think it's a botanist. You need somebody who knows their stuff when it comes to these grafting. A graftologist. I'm sure that's what they're called. Right? That's probably the name. Either way, regardless, I'd have to check, like, Reader's Digest. But matzah, on the other hand, represents fighting. Right? Matzo mariva. He says that's the reason why we don't, we cover up the matzah, we don't get involved with it. Resendra also suggests that wine represents unity. Achtos. He says drinking together, right, brings about a certain camaraderie between different people. Right? That's a bar. 
right? An entire TV show, Cheers. You remember that from the 80s? Where it was based on this concept. A bunch of guys sitting in a bar together because there's something together that they feel when they're sitting together, they feel something like that. Again, that's why Chazal say don't drink with non-Jews because there's something to that. You start becoming like them. The only way we could be harmed as a nation is when we lack that unity, when we no longer have that actus. Since wine represents actus, we lift it up to say if we work together, we'll be fine. If we work together, we'll be okay. And that's why we look at that word. That's the idea behind it. Rev. Lairfield, my Rebbe, right, my Roshiva from Beisrael, and Chemdas Daniel suggests that a Kaddish Baruch who's saving us from the hands of our enemies in the future deserves a Shira. In order to sing Shira, you need wine. So they lift up a cup of wine, and that's why we do it, to say, And that might be why we do so by Hallel at the end of the Gada as well, right, for the same exact reason. Because it deserves to be a Shira. And if it's a Shira, you lift up your cup of wine. That's the concept of what we do over here. Even then, we have to wonder, so what about the matzahs? Why do we cover up the matzahs at the exact same time? What's the point of that? It seems it's because the bread shouldn't feel any shame that the wine is being chosen over it, right? That's what the Mishaburah says in Tafai and Gimel and Gimel, as well as the Maril in Nun Chasim Abeis, that we always cover up Chawa because you're supposed to take Hamotzi before a Guffin. So therefore, in this case, we'll do that. But when was the last time bread felt shame? You ever had, like, you ever leave it open and the bread's like, oh, really? <laughs> but I mean, I'm right here. Right, but does bread say that to you? Do you ever, like, sit there and the bread's like, look up at you and like, with googly eyes and just be like, oh, I, I don't understand this. Like, why would you do this to me? So clearly, obviously, right, the concept behind it is just like Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't hit the river, right, and didn't hit the ground for the Makos because the ground saved him by slung up the Egyptian and the water saved him by not, you know, taking him from the reeds, etc. So it seems to be like that. Rabbi Yaakov Meir Shachter, but this is said over by everybody, says that this is not about the water, it's not about the ground, it's not about the chala, it's about our own human sensitivity to such a thing, right? It could impair your sense of akaras atov if Moshe Rabbeinu had to hit the water, hit the ground, or do something like that. It would impair its sensitivity to the challah if it wouldn't cover it up when making it. That's all for our human perfection. And that's the reason why we cover up the challahs. Do you need to? Of course not. But the concept is to be able to cover up the challahs so that we know that that's not the right thing to do. All right, guys, we'll stop with that. That's what we learned about the Hisha Amda.